This episode brought to you by Stamps.com. Why go to the store to get stamps when you can have them printed right at home for your convenience? Also brought to you by DoorDash, the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Guess what? I'm coming to Dublin. Come see me in Ireland at Vatican, March 25th to the 26th. And the weekend right after that, you can see me in Chicago at C2E2, March 31st to April 2nd. Hope to see you there. month continues, and after the smash hit of the Black Pearl, Disney sensed they had a franchise on their hands and decided to give Pirates not one, but two sequels shot back to back. Because you know, Matrix did it so well. Released in 2006, the hype around Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest was crazy. Everyone had pirate fever, and despite the film not getting the best reviews, audiences still had a great time with it. And I guess I'm somewhere in between. This film has a lot of flaws that are easy to point out, but the fun moments are really, really fun. There's so many chases and lines and visual jokes that still stay with me years later, and I don't know if I'm still laughing at them after all this time, it must be doing something right. But yes, even diehard fans of this movie can agree, it's got some problems. So let's take a look at where it continues the fun and where it drops the cannonball. This is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Well, kids, I can already spot two mistakes, can you? Very good! Will and Elizabeth are back for absolutely no reason. Yeah, their story ended. It's Jack and his crew that was hinting at more adventures, but for some reason they're put back in the spotlight as Norrington 2.0 Cutler Beckett, played by Tom Hollander, arrests Will for aiding in Jack Sparrow's escape, on his wedding day, no less. It's bad luck for the groom to see the bride before the wedding. This warrant is for Elizabeth's wife. My mistake. Arrest her. It's also bad luck to arrest the bride before the wedding! Cut to a prison where guards are throwing dead prisoners into the water. Once again, Jack Sparrow is given a pretty great entrance. I think only wrestlers had better entrances than him. He gets to his crew who are pissed he's wasted so much time, but he has the first clue to finding valuable treasure. We're expecting something a bit more shiny. What is on that piece of cloth there? A penis. It is a drawing of a key. They set sail to find this key to unlock a mysterious treasure while Beckett makes a deal with Turner. He says if he brings back Jack Sparrow's compass, he'll let him go. Why? Well, it turns out the compass isn't broken, which added to Sparrow's enjoyable oddness. No, no, it turns out it's a magic compass that points to whatever you really want. This compass does not point north. It points to the thing you want most in this world. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid recounting like that in this. Speaking of which, oh my god, that looks just like Orlando Bloom! Bootstrap Bill Turner. Still in Skarsgård plays Will's father, Bootstrap Bill. The guy they said twice looked exactly like him. I swear you look just like him. This is a spitting image of old Bootstrap Bill! Come back to all us! I bought Fozzie and Kermit as identical twins in the great Muppet caper more than this. And he warns Jack that Davy Jones is after his soul. You made a deal with him too, Jack. He raised the pearl from the depths for you. Jones is terrible, Leviathan will find you. He is the angriest of the monkeys. Jack is marked and makes his way to an island where the crew is captured by a tribe that thinks Jack is a god who has to be cooked to be released. Will finds him on that island next to, honestly, a very impressive set piece. Jack! Jack Sparrow! Ah, uh, 
as thank you. All the other Jacks on the island were confused. Why are you in this? Jack. Lom say say Uniki. Okay, so here's the thing. This entire section is pretty pointless. It's 20 minutes long, adds nothing to the story or characters. You could just have Will meet Jack at sea and accomplish the same thing in literally a minute. However, this is some of the most enjoyable stuff in the movie. The slapstick is funny, the visuals are creative, the twisted sense of humor is great. Where's the rest of the crew? These cages we're in weren't built till after we got here. So here's what I think. I think the movie should have started here. Yeah, I know I did this with Anastasia and Ghostbusters 2, but what if the film began with Will seeing the ship? You'd save 20 minutes in a movie that's been criticized, even by fans, for being too long. Because weirdly, everything they set up is repeated again. The compass, that's all I need. Elizabeth is in danger. We were arrested for trying to help you. She faces the gallows. If you opened here, these scenes wouldn't be pointless. They tell us what happened in between movies and serve as a fun, adrenaline-pumping reintroduction to everyone. Imagine Elizabeth being introduced in jail and breaking herself out while explaining the film's plot again. You sent Will to get you the compass and by Jack Sparrow. Imagine not wasting all this time with characters just talking about what they're gonna repeat in a little bit anyway. Really, all you'd miss is this cool intro from Jack, but honestly, imagine this was his intro. Wouldn't that kind of be even more attention-getting? For a series that's said to get more and more complicated as it goes along, this would have been a very effective way to cut out a lot of fat. But like I said, though, it is pretty fun. What about Jack? I won't leave without him! Time to go. Jack! Start the engine! Get it up! Don't worry, kids, he tasted great. Jack tells Will that he'll give him the compass, but only under one condition. If you will help me to find this... A penis? He agrees, but Elizabeth is already several steps ahead as she escaped and is trying to find Will. We have a story on board. A young woman, by the look of it. I want you to search the ship and find her. Oh Christ, I'm not even a member of the crew and I can tell she's right there! I always know the wind was going to blow your back to me one day. Jack makes his way to a witch doctor named Tia Dalma, played by Naomi Harris in yet another role where I said, holy shit, that was her? As they hope she can help them on their quest. We're looking for this. A penis. Don't worry, only one third of the review is that joke. She says the key opens the dead man's chest, which holds the heart of Davy Jones, who gave it to a woman, not the sea. No, 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 I heard it was the sea he fell in love with. Same story, different versions, and all are true. The scene stands out for a sadly unique reason. It's the only moment in the movie where the writing is doing two things at once. She talks about Davy Jones falling in love with a woman, and we find out in the next film that she's that woman. It was a woman. As changing, and harsh, and untamable as the sea. But unlike the first movie where a lot of info is snuck in to save time and makes rewatching a lot more fun, almost all the writing in this is what you hear is what you get. It's exposition with jokes and sometimes the same exposition repeated again. Bring back that compass or there's no deal. The compass! That's all I need! Elizabeth is in danger! You sent Will to get you the compass and by Jack Sparrow. That's one of the reasons I think it was a mistake to do these films back to back. They knew they had another movie so they didn't feel they needed to condense the writing. But because of that, they spend way too much time explaining and there's little to no layers in the dialogue. Even the stuff they do build up, like the jar of dirt. This is a jar of dirt. Does come back, but not in a clever way. Again, you can write this out and miss nothing but a few memes. 
But okay, Skura, some of these memes were worth it. They're told to find Davy Jones' ship, and sure enough, they do, along with his crew and Davy Jones himself, played by Bill Nye. Do you feel dead? And I gotta give credit, Jones still looks pretty damn good. While he's not quite the effects landmark something like Gollum was, he's still a pretty damn decent effect, with a cool design and strange mannerisms that only the guy who voiced Grand Santa could come up with. So we've established my proposal is sound in principle, now we're just haggling over price. Price? Did his mouth just fart? Apologies, one of these holes had Taco Bell and this hole just butt cheeks it out! So because we're in a LucasArts game and not a movie, yet another side quest is established and Jack needs to get 99 souls to balance out his payment to Jones while he also holds on to Will. Three days. Hey look, I found his clitoris. Going to commercial on that? Happy 2022! But it's 2023! Now listen to me very carefully. It is 2022. But it's 2023! Then you have stolen my year. I have a very particular set of skills. I will find you, and I will kill you. I think it just feels like the year disappeared. Indeed, good point. 2023 is already well underway, so don't wait any longer to level up your small business and set your year up for success. Get ahead of the competition by using Stamps.com to mail and ship. Doesn't Stamps.com let you print your own postage and shipping labels right from your home or office? Silence, I'll kill you. Okay. It's ready to go in minutes so you can get back to running your business sooner. It's a stress-free solution for every small business. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and printer. They even send you a free scale so you'll have everything you need to get started. You can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. Set your business up for success when you get started with Stamps.com today. Should they sign up at Stamps.com slash- Silence, I'll kill you. Okay. Sign up at Stamps.com slash Nostalgia for a special offer that includes a four-week free trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com slash Nostalgia. Great, can I hang up now? Looking to reduce the fees for your restaurant deliveries? What? Dash Pass by DoorDash is the easiest way to unlock savings on your latest cravings on every eligible order. Do I talk Dash now? Pass is a membership from DoorDash that offers unlimited $0 delivery fees from thousands of eligible restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores. I heard of that. Once you join, you'll save on each eligible order and receive DoorDash credits back on all pickup orders. That means more money back in your wallet. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. It's not just savings on restaurant deliveries, flowers, pet supplies, groceries. Dash Pass has so much more to save on than just your favorite meals. Get what you want, when you need it, without any upfront commitments. You'll have the ability to cancel your membership at any time with no hidden additional fees. You'll also enjoy the best of your neighborhood as you discover the new and best places near you. Did you disappear? I will find you. Ah! Get 50% off up to $20 value on your next Dash Pass order when you sign up for a membership and redeem Critic at checkout. That's 50% off your first Dash Pass order up to $20 value with Critic. Say goodbye to delivery fees. Get Dash Pass with DoorDash today using Critic. When you've got zero delivery fees, you're free to get more. Start your free month trial today. I forgot why I called. I forgot why you're still breathing. Oh god, you're running, aren't you? That means I'm dead, doesn't it? Okay, I had a good life, DoorDash. Doug plays Arkham Asylum for the first time ever every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there.
to Tortuga to find 99 souls. Yeah, let's just put all the right references here, that works. And oh boy, if you were excited to see Will and Elizabeth return, guess which other crowd favorite they brought back? Commodore? No, not anymore. Weren't you listening? Yeah, Norrington was so popular in the first film, they're like, let's put two in this one! Yeah, I guess you couldn't afford to give him a day's head start, could you? With that said, I'm a simple man, and I love bar fights that start for absolutely no reason. Seriously, a guy could be like, uh, I'll have the toast. The fight works! Wake up! Jones's friggin' awesome ship. Seriously, did I mention yet everything around this character is designed great? Down on your marrow bones and pray. Okay, seaweed shrek's a little weird, but whatever. Wheel is reunited with his father. Again, imagine we start 20 minutes later, and this would be your introduction to Bootstrap Bill. Wouldn't that be more interesting? It's my son. My lashes beyond, I believe it is. I guess I do have to make up for many fatherly spankings. This is for the desolation of Smog! This is for that weird Three Musketeers remake! And this is for whatever the hell that third Hobbit movie was called! He catches up with Dad Do and lets him know what he's doing there. Until I find this. A penis. Okay, maybe two-thirds of the review. Well, here's a question I'll be asking a lot in the third one. What the hell? The dead man's chest. Tree shipsome call me. He reveals Jones has the key while back on Tortuga. Elizabeth gives away her disguise. Come to join me, crew lad. I'm here to find the man I love. I'm deeply flattered, son, but my first and only love is the sea. You may want to ask that sailor over there. I think women and seamen don't mix. But should it be a dress or nothing? I happen to have no dress in my cabin. With a woman still in it. Norrington as well tries to work his way on board, though he doesn't believe the stories of the dead man's chest. You don't actually believe him, do you? How would we find it? I can't believe you're not taking me seriously. It's the pig shit, isn't it? It's the pig shit! Meanwhile, Will and Jones are playing Lying Dutchman with dice and again. While Jones is great to watch, Will is so goddamn boring. Seven fives. Eight fives. Like, I am trying to care whenever he's on screen, but having even the slightest interest in him is like advanced trigonometry. I just don't see how I'm supposed to do it. He gets the key from around TV Jones's neck while he sleeps, which I have to admit makes this badass character look pretty dumb and lame. And meanwhile, Elizabeth has to wonder, does she actually love Jack? Yeah, the notion that was literally used as a joke in the last film. It would never have worked between us, darling. Presented as a legit possibility. There was a time when I would have given anything for you to look like that while thinking about me. I don't know what you mean. Oh, I think you do. Oh my god! I am so telling the other pirates. No, you're not. Will escapes off the Dutchman, but Jones sends the Kraken after him. Which honestly is another pointless scene. It's been talked about, teased earlier, it's going to be the climax of the film, and Liam Neeson doesn't even announce it. Why do we need to see it pointlessly take down this ship just to have Will get right back on the Dutchman? It's not even that great an effect. Like, it's passable, I guess, but not enough for two long, major action sequences around it. Oh wait, it was to honor the true victims of the slaughter, 18th century fashion. No, really, they cut to this dress twice. This movie just loves to show stuff so it can show stuff. Speaking of which, let's dive more into Elizabeth's psyche, I guess. I just thought I'd be married by now. 
be married. Who frickity who? Yeah, who gives a shit? It's obvious they have no idea what to do with Will and Elizabeth, so they're just like, I don't know, she likes him now. Maybe? Did she say something about a corset? Yeah, we were done! We don't know what they're doing here either, we're doing the best we can! At last, they finally get to the dead man's chest. Uh, when I say they, I mean everyone. Well, you're all right, thank God. How did you get here? I don't know, the script is bonkers. Everyone tries to backstab each other to get the chest and... Yeah, this is where the film gets fun again. I can barely remember what led up to all this, but the visual humor and action pieces are really creative and pretty laugh out loud funny. This whole fight scene is like watching a goofy sports cartoon. It just gets sillier and sillier, but by God, it's damn impressive the way they choreographed all this. Scenes like this are what make me overlook the problems and say, you know, screw it, I'm having a good time. It's just a note. My heart was really the friends I made along the way. Oh, come on! Right. Ah, Bloom's one funny scene per movie. Sparrow puts the heart in the jar of dirt, but Norrington takes it for himself. Once again, making the jar pointless. But you know what? This stupid scene does make me giggle. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? Um. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. I don't know. I just answer one meme with another. Jones again releases the Kraken, causing Jack to run away. Great, we got Will and Elizabeth to focus on for a while. Focusing on them is like being stuck at a party with a person you know but can't think of anything to talk about to save your life. It's not the worst, but goddammit. Jack does return though and saves the day, but the movie remembers, oh yeah, it wants to be Empire Strikes Back, so it decides to leave Jack behind. Mm, later tonight, darling. Hey! It's after you, not the ship. They spent the whole fight on a rowboat and the Kraken still went after the ship. But oh, I can feel Disney Plus is getting ready to recommend something better, so I'll let it slide. Where's Jack? They like him to stay behind to give us a chance. Bloody hell, I have HELP! I know you can hear me, you American horse story rejects! You can't have this franchise without me! Disney doubled down on that! Jack is gobbled up, Jones finds he's heartless, and Norrington gives Beckett a powerful weapon. If you intend to claim these, then you must have something to trade. A penis. Okay, I'm done. Back at Tia's, though, she says there might be a way to bring Jack back to life if they truly want him to return. Will you sail to the ends of the earth? And beyond. Funny, seeing how you literally left him to die earlier. Do excuse me while I kill the man who ruined my life. Be my guest. But you know, no I don't actually. This leaves us on a cliffhanger with the return of a character that legit got a surprise out of me when I first saw it. What's become of my ship? Still trying to make apples a thing. Now that was Dead Man's Chest. I know I should know better, but I still kind of like it. And it's hard, I think it just wants to be fun, and I think it does have enough of those moments. You have to wait a long time through a lot of pointless filler to get to it, but it does eventually deliver. I do wish they kept more focus and didn't bring back characters or story threads that aren't needed, but the visuals, imagination, and of course humor balance it out enough for me. It's not the greatest of sequels by any means, but it did leave me having just enough of a good time. Far more than what many consider the worst of the pirate films, and well, I guess we'll be getting to that one next. Pirates Month, Sally must continue. Do you feel dead? I am via. Price.
We're still doing cameos for charity, and this month we're doing the Kennedy Creeker Institute. Kennedy Creeker Institute is internationally recognized for improving the lives of tens of thousands of children, adolescents, and adults with neurological, rehabilitative, or developmental needs. They do this through inpatient and day hospital programs, outpatient clinics, home and community services, education, and research. It's an amazing organization, and you can help them out. If you want a cameo from me saying happy birthday, good luck, or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. If you're like, nah man, I don't want a cameo from you, you suck. Well, consider checking out this organization anyway because it really is a great place with great people. Take a look at all the various ways you can help out.